what are their social determinants? How do we understand what may be influencing an individual's condition? How does that impact their physiology? And how does the health system act as a coordinator with community resources? Welcome to Unlocking Big Data, a series about getting trusted data to healthcare decision makers, sponsored by Arcadia and presented by HIMSS. HIMSS Market Insights conducted research on data analytics platforms in December 2022 to early January 2023, 55 executives, IT and technology, and clinician leaders who have a role in decision making are influenced regarding the selection of and or the strategy and innovation of data analytics platforms at their organization, participated in the research. Nearly 40% work in multi-hospital systems, with nearly a quarter each working for IDNs or standalone hospitals and specialty hospitals. Throughout the series, we'll present key data points from the research, but focus on why these data points are important and how you can leverage these findings to support your healthcare organization's data initiatives. In our fifth and final episode, we'll look at leveraging more data for intelligent business decision-making. I'm joined by Chad Konchak, AVP of Clinical Analytics at North Shore University Health System, and Michael Miucci, CEO of Arcadia, who will help us take a deep dive into key takeaways from the research. Welcome, Chad and Michael. Thanks for having us today, guys. Glad you could be here uh, for the podcast. So according to him's Market Insights research, 8 in 10 are satisfied with their current analytics platforms. However, only 60% say somewhat satisfied and less than a quarter say very satisfied. Clearly room for improvement, right? So let's discuss what healthcare organizations need to do in order to be confident in their data analytics platform, being able to ensure data access and the delivery of high quality data. So first, imagine new technologies and apps in the next five years that will change what we can do with data, even the ability to capture more data than we do now. How will that impact the evolution of data analytics platforms? I'm going to start with you, Michael. I think as a member of a community that Chad and I both represent, one of the challenges that we are facing is we are introducing more and more and more data to more and more stakeholders but we haven't addressed the core underlying problem that everyone is now an analyst. Right. Everyone needs to have critical thinking skills around how to use data. And at the same time, technology companies like mine continue to add new features, new functionality, but we've not addressed the hardest problem, which is the last mile. How do you get folks literate and fluent in data and informatics? We will then drive change. And how do you resist the urge to create factions of different data users who aren't using the same data standard to drive improvement together? Chad? Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a great point. I mean, what's the old adage? It's the um, poor car carpenter that blames his tools. Um, and I think that we've got a bit of problem of that in, in healthcare right now. And just adding more tools uh, is not going to foundationally fix what I think right now is a, what you alluded to, either a data literacy or kind of an analytics competency problem. Um, and, you know, even leveraging and, and learning how to do these things better is with better with the tools we have, because I because I am worried, like you said, putting more data and inundating people with even more things, especially at the front line with that last mile is just going to create a bigger and bigger problem. I mean, the, the corollary to your point about dissatisfaction with the um, analytics platforms is physicians are um, equally dissatisfied, probably more so with their electronic health records. Um, and so if we're not really um, helping people to condense all of this information into very concise and this is what I need to do next type of information, I, I think we're, we're failing them. 
I couldn't agree more. You think about this conundrum where physicians are dissatisfied with their EHRs. As analytics professionals, we're also dissatisfied with those EMRs. We want more data. We want better data. We want cleaner data out of it. And some of that's data capture, but some of it's the way that that data is stored. And so I think we have a really big opportunity in healthcare to think about the technology foundations and what do we want that technology to do? And who do we want using that technology? You don't want a physician coming into a self-service analytics platform to ask questions. You want them living their EMR. You want an insight served up to them. And so I think that some of the advancements in technology, we're here at HIMSS, there's a lot of talk about interoperability and fire and smart and fire. That's going to help with data liquidity and informatics liquidity, but it puts an even higher burden on Chad and myself to make sure that those insights that are getting out to the point of care are understood and have the right change management around them to have the meaningful impact that they can. So let's take a look at uh, our post-pandemic world now. How has the pandemic impacted what we want out of our data? I mean, post-pandemic, some of those lessons learned from a, a data analytics platform perspective, anything you can share there? And I think one thing that, um, you know, the pandemic really highlighted was the great disparities that we have in our in our society and um, with the healthcare outcomes, especially, and the lack of data that we have that really drives what really health outcomes um, truly look like. Because at the end of the day, really, our health system is kind of, in many ways, the last step. And we're just trying to kind of um, you know, uh, uh, solve problems that maybe could have been better addressed upstream, yet we have no information or data or tools to really understand what is happening upstream for many patients, especially those that are experiencing the most vulnerable kind of outcomes and, and, and kind of communities that they live in. Um, and I think that, you know, looking to one of the opportunities is how can we better collect um, and prevent someone from even coming in through our doors in the first place? What do you think, Michael? I, I couldn't agree more. I think one of the biggest challenges in healthcare is from a consumerism perspective, you think about retail. They want people to come into their door more often. And we want people to ultimately not have to come to us. The pandemic had a lot of great benefit. It proliferated the adoption of remote patient monitoring, telehealth tools that created the data silos, which has limited the health system's view of what's happening outside of the four walls of the health system. And so as I think about what we're, we're seeing in this post-pandemic world, it's a big push to create more liquidity, a single view of the person, understand more about their non-healthcare related ailments, for lack of a better word. You know, what are their social determinants? How do we understand what may be influencing an individual's condition? How does that impact their physiology? And how does the health system act as a coordinator with community resources? I think the health system is a really big challenge right now. They're not just there to deliver traditional medical care, but they're there to aggregate community resources to make sure that their patients have the right resources to improve or maintain their health. Yeah. And how do we better support patients in really solving for the things that are driving the problems that they have? You know, maybe physicians and health systems, um, you know, maybe prescribing medication for their diabetes is less important than prescribing them better transportation or uh, better housing or better food access. And, right. and we don't really, as a society, we're paying for all of those problems in some form or another. And in fact, we're paying for the worst part of the outcome when they come to our EDs and all of those things with our insurance premiums or, or whatever. And if we could better address those mutable things that are actually, um, that can prevent you know, that, 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 that diabetic coming in that at the, ED at the, the ED that could have been prevented. Yeah. I mean, that benefit benefits us all. So, you know, in the video companion to this podcast series, I asked you about the holy grail of analytics platforms. So let me put a, put that question on its side a little bit and ask, how could that holy grail data analytics platform advance health equity? The holy grail, as we talked about in the video companion, 
is not just a technology. Right, It's Michael. an integrated operating system where people, process, technology are all hyper-coordinated and we lift the literacy of data users and informatics users to understand what to do. And it's a very similar story with health equity. If providers and care coordinators and care team members and patients better understand the inputs that drive their health outcomes, we can start to meaningfully impact which resources we bring to the table. You know, we have a very traditional healthcare system. It's you know procedures and prescriptions and evaluations. And we need to bring into that concepts of community resources to make sure that when folks leave the healthcare setting, they know how to continue managing their health. And I think that that's one of the ways that a Holy Grail platform, which is not just technology, it's that people in process can bring together those resources to allow individuals to lift their health literacy, which at the end of the day will help lift health equity. Yeah, absolutely right. I, you know, I would say that the Holy Grail, I, I think, could best be aligned with what the Institute of Medicine described as a learning health system, right? And what is what is learning? Learning is taking inputs, developing knowledge from that, but then having that inform the rest of your behaviors going forward, right? And then that is a complete cycle, right? So an analytics platform that can, first of all, take all of the knowledge we already know about healthcare. I mean, we look, we know that everything we learn about healthcare in the literature takes years and years and years and years to get into clinical practice, right? So the ability to, you know, have all of that, what do I do about this thing? And bring that into standard clinical practice. And then the results of what we just did, then um, develop new learnings that gets fed right back in to that analytics platform. And to me, that's like the Valhalla, Holy Grail type of a platform. It certainly sounds that way. Well, you know, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank our guests, Chad Konchak and Michael Nucci for their perspectives. And be sure to check out the previous episodes of this podcast series as well. For Hims, this is Michael Krieger. 